0: Good evening, everybody, and welcome to this edition of Instant Reaction. I'm talking in circles. I'm Clayton Caldwell here. Just going to give my instant reaction to the Bush Clash of 2021. A unique Bush Clash, probably the most unique Bush Clash we've ever seen as far as um, just how different it was on the road course this year. So it certainly changed some things up, and it was an exciting finish. Chase Elliott and Ryan Blaney. Blaney was in the lead. Chase Elliott was chasing him down on the final lap. Contact was made, sent Ryan Blaney into the outside wall. Chase Elliott had to slow down to avoid the spinning Blaney. And Kyle Busch, who was running third and about three seconds back, was able to speed up and pass Chase Elliott and get to to the start-finish line first and take home the victory in the Busch Clash of 2021. A couple of notes I just want to discuss about people who ran good and who struggled and who really caught my eye and and who – really just had a tough day um, but first of all let's just talk about I'll, I'll give a, f- a few seconds about um, the road course and what I thought about that it certainly had its times where it felt long tonight um, you know I know that I'm not the biggest road course fan so I might be a little biased on that but it certainly felt there was times where it was long but at the end you know it, it was real competitive and it got real interesting there whether or not Blaney was going to chase down, or excuse me, when Blaney chased down Chase Elliott and then when uh, Chase was going to chase down Ryan Blaney as well. Um, so it got real interesting at the end. So they certainly got that. I mean, it it was a, you just have to sort of, you know, part of the problem is I think we had expectations for this Bush clash, at least for me. And I got to kind of change my expectations because, it wasn't a bush clash of anything we saw previously. So yeah, it was a bush clash, but the name of the race was it, but it was completely different because you don't normally see, you know, four wide, you know, cars cars passing each other in a draft like we saw normally in every other bush clash prior to this. Instead we see a road course race. So it, it had its moments for sure, but there was times where it felt a little long. Maybe adjusting the laps could certainly be something to look at for the future and maybe maybe that's something they'll do. Um, but let's talk about the results, and I'll give you a couple of uh, the top ten real quick here. Uh, Kyle Busch was your winner. Chase Elliott was second. Joey Logano finished third. Tyler Reddick fourth. William Byron finished fifth, and it was Denny Hamlin, Alex Bowman, Eric Jones, Ricky Stenhouse Jr., and Matt DiBenedetto, your top ten. And I just want to talk about people that caught my eye tonight. A uh, good day, Kyle Busch. Obviously, you know, he was a running third you know, and, and probably had no chance at winning this race, but... Things happen, you know, and, and when Chase and Blaney got together there, uh, Kyle was able to capitalize. It's a good win for him. He's a, a, with a new crew chief this year and Ben Bishore, who he's worked with in Xfinity a lot. Um, and to get his season off to a good start with a new crew chief, you know, you can't complain about that. So Kyle got the victory, and, and he should be hanging his head high today and, and ran a really smart race, a really good race. Chase Elliott was second. Uh, always great on the road course, but it was kind of surprising to me was he wasn't dominant today. I know he started – the, uh, he had to go to the rear of the field because of, a, of an infraction, but you know Martin Truex Jr. was able to work his way up through the field uh, easily. You know uh, twice Martin Truex Jr. did it. Once he you know Truex started in the rear as well and uh, worked his way up and got to the lead, and then he overshot the chicane on a caution and had to go to the rear and then worked his way up to the lead again before he wrecked. And Chase wasn't really that dominant car. I felt Truex was, and I'll talk about a little bit about Truex later. But I felt Truex was the most dominant car, and you know I'm not sure Chase was even as good as Blaney at the end there. Um, I think Blaney made a lot of mistakes towards the end of that race, especially those last two laps when he got around Chase. I thought for sure you were going to see Ryan Blaney pull away and and really just run away with this event. But there was seemed to be a little bit mistakes there for Blaney. He overdrove a couple of corners. I felt like he underdrove a couple of corners, and it just seemed like he really wasn't sure what to do, whether or not he was going to run hard or take it easy and he just kind of did both and at times and it just it didn't really pay off for him so uh that hurt him but as far as chase was concerned you know we didn't really see the dominant chase Elliott today which is interesting because is this a, a a thing of you know maybe overreacting for one race but you know, maybe these teams, these cup teams, are looking at road courses a little bit differently now because there's so many of them on the schedule. Do they put a little bit more emphasis on these road courses? And it's going to be a little bit more competitive this year for Chase Elliott on road courses. I think it's possible. Um, and a lot of these drivers and teams are, are focusing a little bit more on road courses. Sure, I think that's certainly possible. But uh, wh- he was there at the end and and put himself in an opportunity to win the race. And unfortunately, you know, contact with one of his good friends, Ryan Blaney, uh, really. Um, Ended his chance at winning. Blaney, I, again, I thought he ran a really smart race. I thought he ran a really good race. It was a very impressive pass there uh, and a tight part of that racetrack to go too wide there. And um, it just seemed like he couldn't close the deal there. And uh, you know, I, I felt like – and again, I'm this is coming from somebody who was watching on a couch. He underdrove a couple of corners. It seemed like he was very conservative early on when he got past Chase Elliott. And then when Chase put a little pressure on him, it seemed like he overdrove a couple of corners. So it was kind of like – he had an opportunity, I felt, to really pull away and, and, and win this race. And Chase wouldn't have been a factor, but you know, at the end of the day, it really uh, it cost him in it. He ended up in the outside wall. He ended up finishing uh, in a disappointing, you know, thirteenth um, position for Ryan Blaney today after a really smart race. But listen, you can't complain about it too much because it's not a points event. Uh, if you're a Ryan Blaney fan, I think you're very pleased with what you saw today. I thought he ran a pretty good race. The other guy I was very impressed with, a couple, two more guys I was very really impressed with before we get to guys who really struggled. Uh, one was run, Tyler Reddick. Tyler Reddick finished fourth tonight in the eight car for Richard Childress Racing. He did a great job. Uh, it seemed like he was running an out the outside part of the racetrack when nobody else was and the inside of the part of the racetrack when nobody else was. Uh, I like that. I like try, kind of being off the beaten path a little bit, trying different things, especially in a race where... There's no points on the line. You're coming here in a couple of weeks with points on the line. So why not try some things? I thought Tyler Reddick ran a really good race. So I was very impressed with him tonight. I know he made some contact with uh, Chris Busher there. That wasn't probably the best move on his part, but, um, you know, things happen. So I'm not sure if he meant to do it or not. It certainly looked like he did, it. He did, but again, you know, things happen. That's racing at, at times, and, you know, maybe Buescher feels like he should pay him back for that, but we'll see. Uh, the other guy I was very impressed with, I think he was the most impressive driver for me all night. Was uh Martin Truex Jr. He ran a really really good race. He was really really fast. Came from the back to the front twice, and I was shocked. You know when he went to the rear there on that uh after that chicane penalty, which was kind of crazy. Uh I, I thought Blaine, I thought Truex, excuse me, was gonna be done for, and he worked his way up to the field like it was nothing. And and I know he had fresher tires at that time, and uh some guys were on different pit strategies, but he was very very impressive, and one mistake. And it is night, and uh, it's unfortunate that you know it happened to him because I think he would have been a a very very interesting player at the end of that race. Who knows? Maybe um, Chase and Blaney are battling for second, and they don't make that contact, and Truex is totally out in front and wins. Or you know he's battling with those two guys at the end. Who knows? But listen, if I'm a Martin Truex Jr. fan, I'm very very happy tonight because I watched my driver put on a, a very impressive. Display of driving. I know it was a mistake at the end uh, that cost him the victory, any chance of victory. But uh, you know what? Sometimes that stuff happens, and he can learn from it. And you know, when this when this series comes here for the points race in a couple of weeks, if you're Martin Truex Jr. and you're Martin Truex Jr. fan, you gotta be feeling really, really good moving forward. A couple of bad days. A couple of guys who had bad days. There's gonna be four of them I'm gonna rattle off here quick for you. One, Kevin Harvick. I mean, yikes. Uh, the, I would never thought I would have said that. I know he started towards the rear of the field there in this race. Um, but, I mean, how many times – Harvick started 17th tonight at 21 cars. But how many times did we see him spinning out? Three, four times? And early, too. It wasn't like, you know, it just seemed like we just got into the night. And all of a sudden, the first guy you see having issues is Kevin Harvick. And you're like, wow, we don't really see this from that four team, So that was surprising. I mean, obviously, he's looking forward to the rest of the week here uh, on Speed Week. But, I mean, yikes, if you're a Kevin Harvick fan and you're a fan of that four car, it was not a very good night. Another driver who I thought had a tough night was Ty Dillon. This was an opportunity for him to prove that he could drive in a really competitive race car, and he struggled badly. Um, You know, there was times where he was started. I I watched him closely. He started and restarted in the middle of of the field, and he dropped back quickly. Uh, was not really a factor all night. And got to remember, that's a Joe Gibbs car, and we saw two Joe Gibbs cars really have a good night, three really. Hamlin led a lot. Uh, Truex was really, really fast, and Kyle Bush ended up winning. And yet, you know, Ty Dillon was nowhere to be found. So a little d- disappointing if you're a Ty Dillon fan tonight, for sure. The other guy I thought was just real slow all night and, and somebody who – um just seemed like he got in the way a lot i hate to say it and this is a continuation of 2020 for this team ryan newman in the six and uh you know i know road racing is not his forte he's sort of an old school driver where he's used to a lot of these ovals but um not a very good night at all They, they gotta go back to the drawing board if you're that six team uh ryan newman i thought had a tough night and the other driver you just didn't really hear from him all day was eric amarola uh, that 10 car is a Stuart Haas car, and, and I know Harvick had some issues, and Custer wasn't great tonight. He had that weird – Custer had that really weird um, engine blow or mechanical failure, whatever you want to call it, when he missed the chicane, stopped at a bus stop, and just couldn't get refired. And All of a sudden, his car started to smoke and then light on fire. It was a wild, wild night for his teammate Cole Custer, uh, and so Briscoe wasn't in this race. So Stuart Haas didn't have a great night all around. But uh, Amarola was just kind of a guy you never really saw tonight. And, you know, that's not necessarily a compliment. It's not necessarily uh, you know, an insult to him, but he was just kind of there. You know, so those are the guys I thought had good nights and guys that had had bad nights, and uh those are my thoughts on a clash overall. Um looking forward ahead looking ahead to the rest of Speed Weeks, we got qualifying tomorrow night. We're gonna be on Talking in Circles. Um uh, tomorrow night Right after qualifying, so if you watch qualifying and you want somebody to break it down and, and try and understand a little bit better about what happened during qualifying, we're going to be there tonight, tomorrow night, excuse me, on Wednesday. Uh, af- right after qualifying, we're going to try and go in the air right as qualifying ends. We're going to break it all down and uh, tell you who had really good times, who had s- bad times, who's locked into the race, who's not, and who really needs to have a good solid um, 150, 150 qualifying races on Thursday. Then, of course, we have the Thursday races. Um, I'll give a similar piece of what I'm giving now on the Thursday races. Then Friday you have uh, the Camping World Truck Series going at it. It's going to be a lot of fun to watch them. Saturday, of course, the NASCAR Xfinity Series. And then Sunday's the big dance, the 63rd running of the Daytona 500. So Speed Week is here, uh, breaking down the Bush Clash tonight. Let me know your thoughts. Like Comment on, on Twitter, comment on Facebook, and like us there as well if you haven't already. We'll see you next time, guys. We'll see you tomorrow night, Wednesday night to break down qualifying on Talking Circles. Good night.